Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, uh, I'd like to start out a little bit different this week. Just like to say thank you for everybody who is listening um, to our podcast. And I really hope that God's touching you through this or at least giving you a little bit of relief when you think you're all alone. And uh, I just would appreciate if you'd share them, uh, comment them on Facebook, wherever the case may be. But, you know, we're doing this uh, just really so that people don't feel alone and they understand that they're in a similar situation or maybe not identical. And um, so anyway, we're a little bit different this week. We're doing on Tuesday night because of a situation that we can't do a Wednesday morning. We missed last Wednesday because I was out of town. So um, we're just kind of trying something different due to the fact we've never done this in the evening, which is lightly concerning because our minds aren't near as fresh and as sharp as they are first thing in the morning. Um, You know, I was at a prayer conference last week, and, and God really, really confirmed a lot of things to me. Um, of of who I was, um, that he had created me for that purpose. And, you know, there's always doubts sometimes of what am I supposed to be, you know, what does this look like? Um, you can ask Susan. I've been strictly winging it for the last nine years. And if I felt like God was speaking, I'd jump. Um, that really just... and. God confirmed a great deal, and uh, we're looking for office help right now, and uh, then we get into the question of trusting God, and we've talked about trust before, and what does that look like, and you know, it, it's it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not as automatic answer as what, in our mind, we, in our heart, we say one thing, in our mind, we say another, you know, and I think it's it's a real confusing point. Um, and, you know, I mean, honestly, we, we've had some good discussions. They've been truthful this weekend and um, not easy, but truthful. And I think some of that is just, you know, that's what we were in as a men's group last night. And we were talking about the different things in our relationship. And um, we're kind of confronting fear in our relationship and, that story that's in your head that says, well, I'm going to say this, they're going to say this, I'm going to say this, then we're both going to be mad and walk away. And it ends up not being true. So it, it's uh, really kind of a mixed bag this week. Maybe you got anything? Well, I would just say on, you know, trusting God, you know, we've both said, um, you know, that, that we believe that God's going to bring somebody to the office that's going to be a perfect fit. And and it's just what we need, and um, and I believe that. I, I believe that he can do that. Um, but there is some hesitation inside of me, and and so it leaves me wondering what is that he- hesitation? Because, of course, there's scripture in the Bible, and I don't know exactly where it's at, um, and I'm going to um, paraphrase, but of... You know, God asks us, if we're going to ask for something, we have to believe in what we ask for. Um, it's like the shifting sand or... Um, uh, no, the blown waves. It's, it, it's James. Yeah, and, one, you know, eight. if you ask in doubt, it's like yes. the waves that blow back and forth. and Unstable in all you do. Yes. And so, 
um, you know, in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that he's just going to, somebody's going to walk through the door and be the right fit. Um, but again, there's a hesitation and I think it's, you know, do we need to look somewhere for somebody or do we just trust that somebody's going to show up or, um, do we need to do something as far as, uh, do we need to grow before he brings the right person? Do we need to get kind of some more ducks in the, really me more than anything, do I need to get a little more ducks in the row before he brings somebody? And so just a lot of questions and, and that trusting is, um, you know, probably a, I, I want to and I, I believe that he can do all things, I really do. Um, but it's that hesitation of, well, what if I'm supposed to do this? Or what if I'm supposed to do that? Or um, So that's just kind of the things that have been rolling around in my head. I, I feel like I'm much better than I used to be um, with trusting him. Um, but, you know, there's still room for advancement, I guess. Well, and I think we're all in that boat. I mean... Just for everybody out there listening, uh, we own a small company, if you don't know. Um, you know, and, and we've tried a lot of ways to hire people, pray about it, and then we advertise. Sometimes we get back with God, is this the right one? Sometimes we don't. It's kind of a crapshoot. We, we've kind of been all over the board in these years, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're just... God's going to provide. And, you know, it's not like we're sitting on our haunches doing nothing, you know, because really at the end of the day, the business is still all going. And I do know if you don't work, you won't have food. That's mm -hmm. biblical. So, but we, we are doing stuff, but we're not trying to create it, make it happen. And that, that's been one of the fallacies in me over the decades is is i have to make it happen for god and that you know god's kind of revealed to me over really the last couple of months um i don't need your help i can do it on my own mm -hmm. you know he parted the red sea so he needs me how should moses have took buckets to help <laughs> god i mean you know what just trying to apply how do you trust God in a situation um, and know he's going to do it um, because it does say doubting if you doubt it then you expect to receive nothing mm -hmm. and so God's kind of showing us a little bit different way than what we're what we're probably used to um, which is scary um, it's comforting and it's a whole lot of not knowing mm -hmm. and I think sometimes as Christians as people, as humans, we want to know where we're going. But I think that creates a lot of issues because once we know where we're going, then we really don't touch base with God anymore. We just run. Well, and I think if we knew how, where we were going, then we would have to have our input on how to get there right. instead of just the trusting that God has the plan to get us there. Yeah, because I think sometimes it's it's our our as humans wanting to know where we're going, and then once we know where we're going, I mean, have you ever rode in a car with two people that go to the same place in different directions? One takes this street, the other one takes a different street. 
you know, it, it's kind of you get into that where if you're just kind of rolling along and leaving it to God, excuse me, leaving it to God, it really uh, changes the conversation. And uh, so it's it's just one of those things that uh, we're really just kind of relying on God in a different way, really, right now. Well, and some of that, it just seems, you know, like... Um, the more sometimes the more you rely on him the harder it is to trust him um because just like you know even today i'm uh, my office staff that I, the part-time girl i have is out um and she and then i've uh, our daughter is having to work extra so i'm having to get the kid like it's just a bunch of things that just keep piling up on top of each other and then you get a customer that's upset or you get this or you got 15 different things going on and it just keeps piling up and you're like, okay, God, I'm trying to follow you. I'm trying to trust you. Is this really chaotic mess? <laughs> you know what you're, what you're wanting? And I, I feel like I, but what's different is I feel like I, there's still a calm about me, which normally I would be stressed out. I would be frustrated. I'd be on the verge of tears um, because it's just overwhelming. Um, But I think since we've kind of committed to we're just going to trust God and seek him and find what direction he leads us, there is a kind of a calm and a peace in the chaos. Right. Well, because it's not all on you. And I think sometimes that that uh, we like the pressure to a point, but we also want our way to a point. And I, I don't think that uh, in this situation, it's a little different. You have been great, honestly, through this. I've, I've been through many of these times with you, dear. And this is by far the best, best one you've handled yet. Um, it's not easy, though. And I think sometimes we... We, we get into that if you're a Christian, it's easy. And God should be kind of more of a genie mm. than really anything else. And and it, so it's kind of one of those things that you got a lot of things going through your head, but we're still grounded in we trust him. And he's teaching us some things and showing us some things. He's He has shown up for us this last year big time in multiple places. Um, I, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, dear, this probably been last year, we were blessed more through stuff only God could do mm-hmm. compared to any other year. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably true. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things to where, I mean, he's moving and doing, and the thing is we didn't have to do anything. He got all of it in motion. You know, I mean, so it's kind of one of those things that, yes, we need to talk about we're hiring somebody. Um, Don't disagree with mentioning it to people. But, you know, it's also one of those things that that I don't need to run a full-page ad in the paper to try to hire somebody, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Because that's really more stressful than than it's worth because then you get everybody under the sun. And I I honestly don't have the time to sit down with a whole bunch of people to interview them to see if they're the right fit or whatever – but something that's been going through my mind. So I've um, really been trying since the first of the year, and of course since we have this house, um, to just pick a couple um, things to do in the evenings 
to keep up on the house to where it's such not such a burden on the weekend or whatever to keep it clean. And so today on my list is mop the floors and I don't know what else, honestly, because I've kind of forgot about it. But on the way home, now, again, you know, I've had a 10-hour day, and on the way home, I'm thinking, okay, I need to get dinner fixed. I need to mop the floors. I need to do this and do that. And I just really feel like God was in a, his, his quiet voice just said, you don't need to do that. You need to take a break, you know, because you have worked all day. It's okay if you don't get the floors mopped or it's okay if something as far as cleaning the house goes. So I just really want to say mainly to the ladies out there, but to the men too, who have a big role in keeping the house up of, you know, it sometimes it's okay just to let things go by. And sometimes it's okay just to rest because my brain right now, when he said, let's do the podcast, and I'm thinking, I have no brain left. Right. Um, and I, my eyes are tired. I just am really fatigued. And, and so, but it's, it's okay to rest. This is just a season that we're going through. Right. Um, right now, there is a lot of COVID going on in our world. There's a lot of people testing positive and I have my own opinions about that, but we won't get into that. But um, so just a lot of, of really a bunch of stuff going on that whatever it is that you're dealing with and whatever it is that causes you a busy day, it's okay to rest. Well, and and I can tell you before I start, you you're walking more in peace than you probably ever have. I mean, honestly, you're, you're grand, you're tired and yes, sometimes you're, you're short or you got that, but, but really when, when you get a chance to take two breaths, you're, you're back to okay. Well, and that's honestly by the grace of God. And that's just the truth. And that's not common for you. Right. I mean, that's just true. And you know, when, and guys, you need to step up, you, you gotta help. You've got to, you know. No, you don't have to try to take over everything because you suck at some of it. So you're only going to create a bigger mess. But it's kind of like putting stuff up after dinner, putting the ketchup and mustard back in the refrigerator. Yeah, you, it's been a huge blessing. You you know where it goes in the refrigerator. You can handle that. Um, you know, and that's the thing is, I think it's one of those things where if you start, you know, we're kind of learning. Uh, we talked about this this weekend. Are we fighting together or are we fighting each other? You know, and, and sometimes we fight each other. I, I mean, we really, we, the other one's not the enemy, but they sure ain't the friend. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was going to say is, you know, that that's part of the conversation that we had this weekend. Um, and, and I meant it to be intentional um, to start the conversation of just, I don't even remember how it started, but I know that it was um, something that was weighing heavy on my heart. But, you know, just telling him that um, when you serving me, we were talking about service, serving each other and um, serving me is helping me do those things, not doing all of it, not, you know, but just helping me put stuff away after instead of how somehow it used to be right is i would cook and then 
after we ate, you'd go sit in the couch and then I'd have to clean everything up. And so it's just nice to have this, the countertop cleaned off. And yes, I still do the dishes and all of that stuff, which is fine, but it's so much shorter and you're not sitting there just watching me work and right. instead you're in there helping. And that to me is showing you, me that you respect me and that you love me instead of, oh, well, I don't really give a crap that I'm just going to sit here and watch you work after right. you've worked all day. Well, and I think, you know, just uh, I'd heard this somewhere last week and I, I truly don't remember um, so whoever I'm stealing this from, I give you credit. That's all I got. <laughs> um, they said, you know, when when your your wife is and Susan is access services showing love, and she says, you know, as as husband and wives, we feel like we're serving them. When really, if they weren't there, you'd be doing it anyway. So. You know, when you start looking at cooking, if you help out putting stuff away or help with whatever portion is your part, um, if they weren't there, you'd have to do it all, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's kind of one of those things that that helping out a little bit, doing half of it's a whole lot easier than doing all of it alone. Well, and I feel like you were serving me because if I wasn't there... It probably wouldn't have got put away. Oh, I mean, now, at that the same refrigerated night, stuff would have. The refrigerated stuff, maybe. But I mean, I remember when we first started dating, <laughs> like, it, you know, a friend of his had to come clean his house before the first time I came to the house. So, so I mean, for me, it it's it really was serving me because I don't know that you normally, if I wouldn't have been there, if you would have done it. So. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing is, I mean, you know, you got to figure out how to fight as a couple against the world Mm -hmm. and quit fighting each other. Because we go through these kind of periods or time periods where really we're fighting each other more than we're fighting the world. When we get united and get back to back or side by side, we'll go. Mm Mm-hmm. And the pressure isn't as much. It's right. still there. There's a lot of pressure, but it's not mm-hmm. as overwhelming right? as it is when we're fighting each other and you're thinking, damn, I'm fighting the world and you. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those things to where, you know, that's one thing this week. And you got to keep in mind, guys, we've been married almost 28 years coming up in April. Uh, we've been almost divorced nine years ago. And we still struggle mm-hmm. because we we take our we take what God has given us as our duty to do, and we stop doing it. And you know, leading, being part of this part of the solution, not part of the problem. You know, I I think it's one of those things that we still struggle, and most couples do, if not all couples, depending on who you are struggle with that well and i think too that i can definitely notice when my walk with god is fair at best and i'm not really taking him at his word i you know i have a quiet time every morning and um 
one of my goals this year is to really everything that I read to take something from it, which I know seems crazy because I should do that anyway. But a lot of times, you know, honestly, my quiet time is reading just to say that I had a quiet time, but to really take something away from it. And so when that is happening and I'm good with God, then I'm better with David because I'm at a at peace, at, right. you know, at calm. I'm, and I, if I can re- draw from what I read or remember what His Word says about how I should treat my spouse, I'm not saying it happens all the time by any means, but when He's being a jerk, and I can recall, you know, God says to honor Him regardless of how He's acting. Those are my words, but that's the gist of some scripture. Um, then God gives me the ability to love him even when he's being a jerk because I'm in his word and I'm trying to live by his word and trying to be like him. And honestly, I have prayed so many times for God to show me how to love David the way that God loves him. And I think if we can love our spouses the way that God loves them. And sometimes I have to dig really deep and be like, God, really? You love him when he's doing that? But, you know, if we can love our spouses the way that God loves them, then we can't help but have a beautiful marriage. Yeah. And a beautiful marriage is not an easy marriage or a perfect marriage or any of those. Um, I, you know, my men's group last night, um, we were talking and, and what I've realized I, I know is very true, um, with men, it is to a point with women. Um, but definitely with men, uh, your wife is a direct reflection on how you're treating her. So if you treat her like crap, then you're going to get right back in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You're going to get crap. She may be able to hold out a little while. Not saying all the time, but I think sometimes we we always say it's the other person when really we could have some liability in it. And I don't think that we really we really even give that a second thought because we really don't want to be the one that's wrong. Mm-hmm. We we tend to go well if the, they need to do this, they need to and. And, you know, and I'm not saying in all cases, and I'm not saying in every situation, but a lot of the times, uh, I'll feed off of Susan. Right. If she's in a bad mood, I'll give her lip back. Or if she's giving me, it just, you kind of create this same way with me. When I give it to her, then I get it back. It's, you know, you need to understand your, what you get back from your spouse is a mirror of what you're giving them. When you look at it that way, it kind of makes you stop and pause. Or sometimes it's just hormones, and you have to be gracious because God gave us those hormones, and it just happens. That would be one time when I say, really, God? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Really, God? You know, something else we kind of talked about, or that was mentioned this weekend, that, you know, would be great to have feedback on, um to a point is, you know, I, I said, I love you, but I want to feel like I'm in love with you again. Um, we don't, we do a lot of fun things, but a lot of times it's with another couple or it's with, you know, 
whatever. Um, something I've noticed, we don't really laugh a lot um, and we don't. And so trying to go back to when we were dating and had that in love oogle Google feeling <laughs> and always wanted to be together and spend every waking moment together. Well, I got, I got my wish because we spend a lot of our waking moments <laughs> right. together. It's just not in the environment that I hope for. But um, just finding out that way to fall in love again and remember the things that you loved so much about each other when you first got together, um, I think is important. And trying to figure out those dates and those date nights. And of course, there's, you know, COVID's here and... It's not like we like to go to the movie, but it's not like it's a super romantic, you know, it's just kind of you're not really paying attention to each other because you're paying attention to the movie kind of thing. So, right. Just kind of trying to figure out that falling in love again feeling. Well, and I think, you know, our kids are almost all gone. It's that really, helps. Yeah, that <laughs> does help um, with their kids almost being gone and uh the dog's barking at something, but anyway, no, we, uh, we didn't get here overnight and we're not going to get back overnight, but if you're not actively trying together to get there, I can promise you, you will never get there because the thing is when it, whenever you start really focusing on the other person and you really start Paying attention to how you treat them, you know, what you're doing. I mean, it does make a difference. And the thing is, we a lot of times we get just running through life and they should love us the way we are, which is true. But it's also can only be done for so long before a come to Jesus meeting has to happen. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, really encouraging you to, to, number one, face the fear. Have the conversation. Yes. Um, you know, and and start having a different discussion um, because I can promise you if you never talk about it, it will never get better. That I can promise you because your spouse is not a mind reader. They will not be able to read your mind and give you what you want, so you're only going to get more and more frustrated. So somewhere you have to have some some tougher conversations and, and really just, uh, be able to face the fear, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with that. But well, it's a little bit shorter. We're at 26 minutes, which is a little shorter than we normally do, but it's a Tuesday night, which this is our first one at night. And honestly, we're both kind of exhausted and, and, uh, so guys, we love you. We thank you for listening and, and we appreciate the, you know, just the way God's going to move through this. Mm-hmm. Have a great evening. Our relationship with Christ is pretty solid most of the time. Um, we're always trying to seek his direction. We're always, I'm always trying to be in his word to figure out what he wants me to do and how he wants me to act. Um, if you aren't doing that, then your marriage is going to be in conflict. It's just true. Um, God is intended to be the head of a marriage, and then the couple is 
um, underneath it. And then, you know, ideally your, your spouse would be second under God. But I just think, you know, it, it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, if you have Christ in your marriage, if you have a relationship with him, if you do all these things, spend time with him. You know, unfortunately, we don't live in a um, everything's grand, peaceful. We can have our perfect quiet time without any interruptions and draw closer to him. But literally the minute that we shut the Bible and have to go into our day, there's things that come at us that are constantly trying to, one, drive a wedge between you and your spouse, and two, that are just circumstances that we have to deal with. We can't always live in a, um, you know... Utopia. Yeah, utopia. Candy land, everything's wonderful and great. Um, We have people that we have to deal with. We have family we have to deal with. We have sicknesses. We have devastations, all a bunch of things that cause stress and anxiety that want to pull us away from having that time with God and remembering what his word says or remembering what he wants us to do because everything else is just coming at us. I've said before that, you know, it's a lot easier to live in the world because the world is right here and it's tangible. You can touch it. You can feel it. Things come at you. And Jesus is a still, small, still, quiet voice. Um, And so we have to intentionally try to hear him and follow him and see him. But there is a reason for that. Right. And I think sometimes what you're really mad about, um, whether it be in marriage, whether it be family, whether it be whatever the situation, um, it's stuff you haven't dealt with. Not saying they're right. Not saying they're handling things right. That is not my point here. My point is you got to figure out who you are. The only person that will make you happy is you. Mm-hmm. The only one that can bring you peace is God and you. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out who you are. And I, I think that, you know, we've talked about this before, and I think it's a relevant conversation of who are you? And, uh, I, and I think that that's actually, if you'd work more on you instead of working on everybody else, the relationships would change. Well, and I think it's also on a, on a closing note that maybe we can pick up next week if we remember is who are you versus who are you supposed to be in Christ? Yeah. Because for me, a lot of times they're totally different people. Yeah, no, that's valid. Write that down. We're 50. We'll never remember it next <laughs> week. <laughs> Guys, it's, uh, you know, it's a tough time of the year. And uh, for marriages, for families, for just so many things. And uh, so I just really want to encourage you today that the two this season will pass. But I encourage you to start figuring out who you are. Um, because that's the only way you can change you is if you know who you are. And what I realized was who I thought I was and who I really was, was two completely different people. Well, and I would just like to end, sorry if I interrupted you, you paused long enough for me to jump in here. Um, instead of, and I, I'm speaking this to myself too, let us not forget the real reason that we celebrate Christmas 
you don't have to go blow all of your money. People are still going to love you if you don't buy them a gift. Um, if they don't, then you maybe ought to reconsider who you're buying the gift for. Um, just focus, try to focus, do things that can remind you of why we even celebrate Christmas. It's got so commercialized and so out of hand and causes so much stress and anxiety that we kind of forget the real reason for celebrating. Um, yeah, no, I think that's great. Hey, you guys have a great week. We appreciate everybody listening and we appreciate all that, uh, all the support. Have a great week.